Hello, and thanks for listening to the American Cancer Society's Theory Lab podcast. I'm Joe Cotter. I work in our research department here. Uh, in these conversations, um, we've been talking with American Cancer Society grantees, past and present, talk about their work, um, their career development issues, mentoring, peer review process. Uh, a lot of the conversations are pretty sciencey. Um, they're for our scientific audience, but this one's a little different. We spoke with Dr. Dan Erks. He's a postdoctoral fellow in the Department of Cancer Biology at Thomas Jefferson University. And for the first half of this conversation, his comments were intended, intended for a donor audience, a CEOs Against Cancer group that supports um, his research through the American Cancer Society. And in that, in those comments, he kind of talked about um, the impact of funding on his work, and he kind of gave an update for the lay audience. Then we transitioned, and the second half of the talk uh, got more technical, and he talked about some of the challenges uh, he's faced in his uh, first year of the postdoctoral fellowship. My colleague, Dr. Susanna Greer, she's a scientific program director here at ACS, spoke with Dan. Uh, so let's get to that interview now. All right, Dan, so nice to talk to you. How are you? I'm good. Uh, just enjoying a beautiful winter day in Philadelphia. Wonderful. Well, yeah. I am excited to hear more about what you've been up to, and we're going to share a little bit of your science with the Pennsylvania CEOs Against Cancer who funded your proposal, your grant. Um, mm -hmm. So could you share with us, maybe just talk to me about what are the goals of your research? So the goals of our lab are really to understand mechanisms of drug resistance for melanoma. Um, melanoma is not the most common skin cancer, but it's the most deadly skin cancer. And basically, if you develop metastatic disease, uh, the survival rates are not very good. Um, there are a lot of new drugs that have been coming out, and they really help patients in a lot of different ways. But most patients are still developing diseases that the drugs don't do anything to anymore. And we try to basically understand that and try and figure out either new ways that we can treat those tumors and those cancers or try and figure out ways in which the cancers have become resistant to those drugs so we can kind of get around it. Um, and specifically what the grant is looking at uh, that the CEOs funded is it looks at a drug called a BET inhibitor, which is essentially it's like a new age chemotherapy. And what it's supposed to do and what we're trying to use it for is one of the things is to target some of these um, resistant cancers that are resistant to other drugs that are commonly used for things like melanoma. That's fantastic. I know they this group really loved your grant. Um, so what was it like? Can you tell me what it was like to get that phone call that your grant was funded? Uh, well, it was a little funny. So I was actually, I, I saw this question, and I, remember, I was trying to remember what happened. So I think what happened was Joe actually gave me a call. It was the first time I spoke to him in, like, January, and it was very vague. And the question was, we just want to make sure that your grant hasn't, that this grant hasn't been funded elsewhere. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, tell, in. we'll tell you more later. So I was, like, I was like, I don't know what that means. And then about a month later, I got the call that 
it had been funded by private donors and that I was going to find out more later. And it was it was really exciting because I I sent this grant out to a couple places with ACS mostly in mind. Um, and the other places kind of rejected the grant and gave it gave me no feedback. So hmm. I got two really great things from the phone call. First off, I got feedback from scientific reviewers, which was really helpful for my growing as a scientist, but also just to know that the grant was funded and to know that now I have job stability. Uh, our lab is now able to hire other people and we're re really able to do this research a little more quickly. And just that people, I guess, liked my ideas. That was, it, was, it was pretty exciting. Well, can you tell us then, I mean, so it's been a minute since the grant was funded. I'd love to yeah. hear the, your progress. Um, so the progress is, has been interesting. Um, we've done a couple things. The, we're trying right now to get some work published. Um, and what that work is mainly focusing on is how this drug that I mentioned, the BAT inhibitor, how it actually affects melanoma tumor growth. So specifically, we're looking at what it does to tumor cells and then how it's able to induce an immune response. So when I say immune response, I mean like when you get a flu vaccine, you're now protected from the flu. We're basically trying to figure out the same thing with the tumors in this drug. How is this drug able to protect people against future tumors? Um, and that's work that we're trying to get published now. And some other work that I've been working with other people in the lab and also that we're currently working on is if we take this BET inhibitor and combine it with other drugs, how does it work? So we're taking drugs, a class of drugs called targeted inhibitors, and these are drugs that are currently used in patients, and we have combined BET inhibitors with them to see if we can improve their efficacy. And we've also done the same thing with immunotherapy, where we've taken BET inhibitors and tried to combine it with FDA-approved immunotherapies and asked the same question, can we improve these therapies with BET inhibitor? Um, and the thing that I'm, I think, the most excited about, just because I'm really interested in resistance, is we're taking tumors that are resistant to these FDA-approved drugs, these targeted inhibitors or these immunotherapies, and then we're asking, can we use a BET inhibitor in that situation? So if a patient were to fail a drug, can they then get a BET inhibitor potentially as a salvage therapy to help them later down the treatment line? Hmm. I mean, it sounds like you're making some fantastic progress. That's really Hope, wonderful. And you're hopefully. right. It's, it's in an area of unmet need, which is great. Um, yes. So it's been, how long has it been since your grant has been funded? I know it's been several months. Uh, I think it was March of 2018, so almost okay, a year. Okay, so almost a year. So is there, yeah. if I could pass along a message to this group who funded you um, almost a year later, what would you like for it to be? It's funny because I, I think I met a couple of them about a year ago, and I think my message hasn't changed much. Um, I really like this idea of that the, that the CEOs are from Pennsylvania and the surrounding area. So I grew up in Cheltenham, which is a suburb just north of Philadelphia, and I'm a native Pennsylvanian. And just this idea that there's a group of people out there who have means and are able to give back to their community, it's really amazing because I'm able to stay in the city I love and with the community I love based on other people in my community. And I really love the idea of communities supporting other communities and especially just being able to do this type of support for scientific research with people who I'm potentially living 20 minutes away from. That that really excites me. Yeah, um, it's a small world. It is. It, and that's one of the things that kind of gets me going. Uh, and like, for instance, 
I, I, I was lucky enough to go to Advancing the Breakthrough in October, and I got to meet some of the CEOs, and it was just a really wonderful event to see how excited everyone is to really give to this type of research and really raise money to try and tackle these problems. And it's really nice to see that a group of people is doing that. It should definitely make you feel not alone. I know science can, yes. because it moves slowly and it's, it can be isolating. It's very, I think you've really hit upon something really interesting, that you have a community of support around you. Yeah, it's it's nice to see that, that people are, that they're trying to figure it out in every way that they can. And I like that. I love for, for Theory Lab just to ask, are there challenges? You've told us what you are excited about. I'd also love to know what are your challenges right now? What are you struggling with? Uh, my main challenges right now are publishing, um, which I feel like is a lot of people's struggles. Uh, the, this project in particular, the Bat Inhibitor Project, uh, we've been trying to get a very similar story published for about a year. Um, and it's kind of been bouncing back and forth between different journals. And we necessarily we haven't necessarily gotten the feedback we were hoping for. We were hoping that people would see our work and be able to potentially give us ideas or things like that. And we haven't really gotten that. So right now the main struggle has been what do we actually add to this project to finish it off? What, do, what are the specific things we need to do? Because we kept doing a lot of different little things and they never really seemed to make any reviewers happy. So it's currently the, pro the, the main BET inhibitor story I'm working on is currently in revision at pigment cell melanoma research, and hopefully we'll be able to get some positive reviews back from that so we figure out really how to move the project forward um, and get this component of the project published. Um, but yeah, I think that's for me right now that's the biggest struggle. Yeah, publication is hard. Um, it it, it's is hard, hard to know how to address people when um, it seems like when you're playing whack-a-mole, when you hit one on the head, something else comes yep. up as far as concern. That's, exact, that's exactly what's been going on. So, and well, the thing is, this project uh, is a lot more complicated than we thought it was going to be, where we're getting a lot of differing results and different cell lines, and it's kind of hard to parse out. And we keep trying to get, like, if we do something like RNA-seq and get a big data set, will that help us? And we've done that, and it, it actually hasn't helped us. So we're trying all these different techniques, and it's not really making the answer any more clear. Um, so it's been it's been a struggle on that too. So we're not only trying to publish, but we're also just trying to figure out how these things work, and it's kind of it's kind of a mess a little bit. A good no, mess. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's going. <laughs> well, and that happens in science, right? I mean, very rarely sure. are we are our hypotheses correct, and do things go exactly as planned? So sure. I guess I'm wondering, a year out. Are there things that funding agencies could do to to help um, either establish collaborations or communications, um, feedback? Are there mechanisms that we could could consider putting in place that would help our postdocs? Because I certainly not alone in having a project that's drifted and struggled in publication. I mean, yeah. these things that we all have at some point in our career. Well, I think I think Theory Lab is very helpful in that aspect where it can help you connect with other scientists who you normally wouldn't be able to connect with. Um, but honestly, I think you guys are already doing a really good job. Like you've had the, you had an event in Philly last year for all the ACS um, fundees and I got to go to that and I got to network a little bit. I actually ran into a guy 
I had done an internship with like 10 years ago, and now we've connected, and he works at Bristol Myers Squibb, so I like connected with people that way. Um, but I think I think you guys are actually doing a really good job. The 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 only thing I could think about, and this is not necessarily helping postdocs in their current position, but it's something like if a postdoc wants to run their own lab, a lot of days now you need to go in with money, um, and there are some grants to do that, but they're all most of them are federally funded, and I think some type of transitional grant for as long as the last year you're postdoc and maybe one or two years of a lab or something like that. I think that could potentially be really helpful for postdocs moving forward. But in terms of connecting people, I think you've done a very good job connecting people, and I've been able to take advantage of that in a lot of different ways. Well, that's good to hear, and I hope you will continue to do so. Um, and we'll yeah. definitely take those comments to heart because I think you're right. We want to make sure that our grantees who want to be PIs, that they're able to continue and to be as innovative um, you know, as they are now for the rest of their careers. So, yeah. Well, Dan, we don't want to keep you. Um, best of luck, and thank you so much for sharing your progress and challenges and successes. And you know, we'll be on the lookout for great things, and hopefully a paper soon. So send it yeah. away. <laughs> Fingers crossed. All right. All right. Thanks, so much. Thanks so much, Susanna. Take care, Dan. Bye. Bye.